on the Upper East Side, staying alive isn't as easy as it appears. And after last week's security breach leading to no new tips, it looks like I might be dancing by myself. All right, welcome back to another episode of Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. And tonight we are discussing Season 5, Episode 9, Roads to Perdition. Original air date, November 28th, 2011. Written by Natalie Krinsky? Krinsky, directed by Andrew McCarthy. He has directed quite a few, actually. And he was funny enough in the Valley Girls episode playing Lily and Carol's dad. And now like we have Cece in this episode, so it's kind of funny. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So, summary. Blair attempts to find out what caused Chuck to become a good man so that she can do the same with Louis. Meanwhile, Nate becomes the editor-in-chief of The Spectator and suspects that a story of Maureen is a story that Maureen is cheating on his cousin Trip. Carol returns to New York to help Ivy who is being blackmailed by Max. <laughs> I can't believe we got reference of Trip and Maureen and Cece. I was like, wow, 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 wow. This is fun. <laughs> right? Like a throwback episode. And you did say that. You did say we were going to see people or and hear about people that we haven't in a while. Right. So it was fun to see some some old friends. Yeah. Unfortunately, we for Will, we didn't see Maureen. We just referenced her. I thought of Will the entire episode with <gasps> Maureen. I'm like, do we get to see her? But I think you told me she's on the island, right? I want to say I did say that. Um, so unfortunately, right. she she would she didn't make an appearance. I will confirm that on break, but I f- have a feeling that she is on the island. Okay. Um, but before we go into my three gossip words, I will tell everyone what my glass full of gossip for tonight is titled "It's a Rhodes Family Tradition." which secrets are a Rhodes family tradition, says Cece. So back at Studio 54, they would always drink Midori, Midori Sour. So I was like, oh, gin and tonic. I mean, that's classic Cece. So. Classic. I love it. Classic. All right. My three gossip words from last week. We had haters, Dan's haters, <laughs> cousin, you predicted Ivy, but I meant it for trip, but it also works with Ivy. And honor for the party at Studio 54 honoring Cece. Very so good. So, I, I mean, I had fun with this summary because if you are an OG, you should go to the wiki page and see the summary for this episode. It is just someone's opinions and bullet, bullet points. It's really funny. Um, so I had to totally from scratch, not that I don't always, but I totally from scratch had to make a summary for myself for this episode. <laughs> Interesting. I never um, really have used the wikis before. And it's funny with our new baby, Friday Night Lights, uh, you guys should check out Talking Texas Forever. But anyway, uh, the wiki on that is near non-existent. Really? And look, it was the same with the OC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, people just gravitated towards writing their own opinions and and plots about their interpretation of Gossip Girl. 
Right. And I guess because it is so gossipy and the whole world of like writing your own opinions, I would have loved to hear some people's opinions on the wiki of this episode. Yeah. So what maybe I'll do is post on Patreon the bullets that this one user had put on. And then in the comments, people were like, can we get a better summary? And the one person's like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Defend yourself. The tea here. The tea. Uh, Yeah. So if you know what happens, because there are some spoilers on there for trivia, which I'm like, hello, um, then you should check out the wiki. But I'll leave it at that. So let's start with the queen herself, Cece, her Rhodes family, the Vanderwoodson clan. So as we said, there's a Studio 54 party in honor of Cece that evening. She arrives in town. She's excited to celebrate with her family, except they don't want to invite Carol because Carol is always the constant drama. So Serena and her new pal Max, they've spent about 24 hours together in New York City, and he's charming her up. They're going for dumplings, and he's making sure that Serena is on his good side in case he needs to use it. So she mentioned she needs to pick up a cake for her grandmother's party and he offers to make her a cake and that Serena should help him have this cutesy little date and she's all for it. So they hung out for 24 hours, not sick of each other yet, and they're going to spend another day together baking this cake. What did you think of her being like, oh, can we like have the flour and get all cutesy, you know? It's so Serena. It's so Serena. I actually felt like that little line was sort of sweet in a way. Yeah, I, but okay. And this is where I was going with this. We usually are not for Serena falling over the men so quickly. Right. But, and I'm glad it resolved itself in a way that it did. But I almost kind of felt bad for her in this episode because I was like, I don't want her to be used and get hurt so soon. You know, here she is trying again. And this does seem very innocent, so I actually felt bad for her a little bit. I I felt bad for her a little bit as well, because she obviously does know what she's getting herself into, and this is all because of Ivy. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't, he might actually, like, think she's a cool girl, but he's not really serious in this at all. Right, he has ulterior motives. Oh, yeah. So he meets up with Ivy To tell her, look, I'm buttering up Serena. She's going to be on my side and she's going to be my insurance policy. Because if you don't get me this money, I'm going to tell Serena who you really are. So, and he's like holding, like clutching this playbill in his pocket for like the entire episode. Like, this is my one ticket to tell everyone who the real Ivy is. Well, it's all he has. It's all he has. He has no other proof other than that at the moment. I mean, who knows what he can kind of dig up later on, but... That's the only way he can show, like, no, there's an actually a Charlotte and there's an Ivy in this playbill, but, you know, it's it's not revealed yet. So Carol calls Char- Chivy to tell her that there is a security detail on her trust, so she's not able to withdraw, I think, I forget how much amount, over a certain amount of money. 50000 50000 thank you. And, um, you know, she, she needs to get in there in order for to give the money to Chivy so Chivy can leave and she can get her money, but she can't get into the, into the bank. So she's headed to New York to talk to her mother. 
Carol tells Cece that she's in town to honor her mother, and she promises, I'm not going to self-destruct. There's not going to be any drama here. I just want you to have a good day, and forgiveness is all I want. Sure. So Serena's working really hard on her blog, and Chivy comes in to make sure that Serena's not falling for Max or really rushing into it, obviously mostly because of Chivy's benefit, but she does claim, hey, he came back for his ex. Don't you think that's a little suspicious? Maybe you shouldn't be getting too hot and heavy with this guy. And like, valid advice, yet we know there's an ulterior motive. But, but with also, Serena, we kind of need to knock down Serena when it comes to relationships like this. Yeah, and again, it is true. He did come looking for his ex-girlfriend. Right. You know, he says to give her back her stuff. Well, no, no, no. I mean, but, you know, Tyvee, what she's telling isn't a lie. Right. It's 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 the truth. It's just like a white it's a white lie in right. a whole a whole scheme. Yeah. So Serena decides she's going to cancel on Max with this date because, yes, maybe I am rushing into things. And so later on, he does end up coming with a cake, however. <laughs> Nice dude, but he's like, he knows Ivy is trying to one-up him, so he's not about that. So he brings a cake to Serena, but luckily he tells her, hey, we don't need to, you know, go out tonight or do anything, but, you know, let me know how it goes for you. So he's not trying to rush into it. We'll see, you know. Is he a nice dude? He's not a nice dude. Do you think he was at some point? I think he was, and and Ivy fucked him up. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Because he's just, now he's out for vengeance. Now he is like there are it's just it's just not a good situation for anyone to be around him. Um, So we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But later on, Carol and Chivy, they stage this scene in front of Cece, which she's no fool. She knows what's going on. And they're talking about getting her money to get her own place. And Cece's like, if Charlie wants her own apartment, she can just ask me for the money and we can have a discussion about it. She's like, I know your mother, Carol, always has an agenda. Carol, of course, gets upset. She leaves. And Cece ends up having an episode where she's about to faint. And Chivy sees the medication and she's very worried because she used to know someone who was on that medication and they talk about the potential funds and Cece's like, I guess because like you helped me, I'll help you and you can get that apartment. I'll I'll release the funds to you tomorrow. And so they have this sweet moment and she makes her ginger tea. Um, I just I feel so badly <laughs> that right? like this like it seems to me and you guys know i'm like pro chivy but i'm just like she seems to really care about cc and cc we know doesn't realize or does she realize i don't know that this is her granddaughter and she has missed out on a lot of her life and now like her grandmother is sick and this is a really tough situation I I actually wanted to ask you that if you think Chivy, I mean, if you think Cece has an inkling of what is going on, because later on she says the line of, I could feel it in my bones that she's my granddaughter. Right. And just to say that either it's going to come back and it's going to be like, oh man, we really like fooled everyone or Cece just like always knows. Right. And Cece, I feel like, granted, I don't know what happens, but Cece would be that person to right. know, to keep right. the secret. And she yes. does say to her, secrets are in the Rhodes family. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. So it it could go either way. And I think someone does ask us this question later on so we can save it. But I it's very possible. <laughs> you know, it's very possible. She knows that this is not her granddaughter. And you know what? I'm with you where I think Chivy, like legitimately like wants this to be her grandmother. I think she it's does. bigger than living this Upper East Side life. It and we've learned more about her. She I think she really just wants the family aspect. She really I think wants so a family. Too. I don't think I know Adrian had her opinions on her. Yeah. Maybe she's this quote gold digger type deal, but I think it, it they could live in a shoebox and I think she would still want to have that sense of family. Yeah. So yeah. that's just my opinion, but I guess we'll see later on what happens and maybe she'll her true colors will come out. I don't know. Uh so on with Serena, as we know, she cancels on Max. He doesn't like that. Then we have a scene between Lily and Carol. They start to argue because Lily has been very upset since Carol has walked in the door. And Carol doesn't really understand why. And we know last week, Chivy told them that, oh, my mom made me pretend to be Ivy Dickens so that nobody would know I'm a Rhodes. And so Lily has stored that. And she doesn't like the fact that her sister would do that to her niece. And so... As they're having this conversation about Charlie Ivy, Serena overhears. And for once, Serena remembers the name Ivy. So she's like, yeah. oh, my God. Now this makes sense. How come I kept hearing this name? And now Ivy is Charlie. So she calls Max to have him come over and explain himself. And the whole Rhodes-Humphrey clan they're all like pre-gaming. It's really funny with like their <laughs> champagne before the party. And Carol and Ivy have this conversation about favoritism and how much Cece loves Lily. And Ivy kind of says to her like, hey, be nice to your mom. Like kind of saying like, you don't know how much time you have with your mom. Like, it, you know, maybe you should try and lighten up and see it in a, in a different way. And so then Max arrives and Serena's like, Ivy, Max, you need to explain yourself. But as they are, poor Cece actually faints this time. Yeah. Flat on the ground. They pick her up. And Chivy says, hey, Grandma, tell them all your secret that you've been dieting. You just nice haven't save, been eating. Chivy. Nice save. She's like, and it's also like, I want to believe it's not manipulative, but there's a part of me who is like, Okay, well, if I get grandma on my side, like, I don't tell her secrets and maybe she won't tell mine. And well, yeah, I think it's a little bit of that. Oh, it's uh, a little bit of both, maybe. Right. Like, you still need to go through with the deal of getting the money. I right. am going to cover grandma's ass. It also shows that you can trust me, even like you can trust me in the future, but also I do actually care for you, even though you're kind of a pseudo grandmother to me. Right. Right, yeah. yeah. And so as Cece's re- recouping, apparently Cece and Serena are the only two that don't know this secret that Charlie has been pretending to be Ivy. And so Chivy has to tell them all the story, and Chivy and Carol are pretty much like gaslighting them because Max is there saying, I know who you are. That's not even her real mother. And they're so good. They are so good. Like, such a dynamic duo. And Ivy's like, he has a tape on me and he's trying to use it. And Carol's like, he's not a good person. She is my daughter. Why would you believe the new guy over family? And of course they don't. And he tries to show his proof of the playbill, but Carol has taken it out of his coat. 
she's already one-upping him, and it's awesome. So they proceed to have this 70s dance party at home as opposed to going to Studio 54's party, and Lily and Carol make up for, like, the minute, saying that, oh, Charlie is, like, my my daughter, too. We'll see how long this lasts. Right. And so then Cece goes over to Charlie and says, thank you so much for keeping my secret. And Chivy's like, maybe you should tell the family you're sick. And she's like, oh, no, I can't. Like, we have our we have our secrets and like, this is one I don't I don't want to share. Like, what's Ugh, happening what do you there? Like, what's going to happen there? Because that can't go well. <laughs> what was what's the oh, I always forget his name. The the Baldwin. William. Was William giving her drugs somehow, hooking up fake, you know, doctors hooking each other up with pills and shit? You think he's writing her pills on the side because she doesn't want anyone to know she's sick? Yeah. Or he's giving her the... Okay. I thought you meant, like, maybe he's malicious and, like, actually no, trying no, no, to kill no, no, his no. mother-in-law or no, ex-mother-in-law. I think somehow he can hook her up so no one has to know. Mm, Take right. a deal. I also just... I absolutely... It, very much enjoyed watching them dance in the background. Oh, I loved it. I loved like they this were just whole discoing. Yeah, and like all the Donna Summer. It's like such it's so a good, good, good yeah, musical so episode. Good. And I loved the way that the their outfits were incredible and their sparkly yeah. eyelashes. And I loved it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So later on, uh, Carol tells. Chivy, hey, mom gave me the money, so you're free to go and go wherever you want. And Chivy's like, I kind of want to stay here. Is that okay with you? And Carol's like, uh, okay, because it's really, as we said, about family with Chivy. And so Carol says, that's fine. And this is a perfect way of them never to find out the real truth about Charlotte Rhodes. And they never forgive her if they did. Well, I mean, after this, this is like a very long con. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how, I mean, how could you forgive and forget? You can't. I They'll, cannot. They would never. Never. I cannot wait until this comes out. Same. Oh, my God. It I'm is so like, waiting for it. Oh, my God. It's like a ticking time bomb. Now, you watched ahead. Did I watched you get about to see the- two or three episodes ahead. You saw this come come out or no? No. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay. I know we're still going to do this. So I think this wow, is wow, maybe wow. more of, I have an idea of how this is going to play more into the beginning, I guess, like the next half of the season um, with, along with some other things, but yeah, so we haven't, it hasn't come out yet. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm waiting. I'm dying for this. Wow. Yeah. So this they're really not- building it up. This does not end in the first half of the season. No, it's it like doesn't. a little little spoiler little you're giving us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but our last scene with them, we have Max calling Ivy basically to say, fuck you, you've ruined my life and nobody's going to believe me, but you better watch your back. And uh, Chivy's like, oh, I'm a Rhodes now. So like, I'm like untouchable, basically. So dramatic. She so dramatic. The window. Standing, yeah, staring out the window. I'm a Rhodes now. Look at New York City skyline. <laughs> yeah, like in my fancy outfit, in my fancy right. loft. Yeah, she's a Rhodes. So on to Padge to sum up this joke. <laughs> it is a joke. Why are we not doing it? I mean, I'm obviously more interested in this Chivy stuff. Me but too. like they're literally not giving Dan anything. The last three episodes at least. 
I LOL'd so hard with Dan Fan. (laughs) Dan Fan, I know. (laughs) What kind of fucking name is that? Dan Fan. Fan. Dan Fan. Dan Fan, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So he's all over the internet because apparently a lot of trolls have been writing negative things about him on, I guess, maybe Amazon's website or whatever it is. And so one user in particular is named I Hate Humphrey. <laughs> Which is also hysterical. Which is hysterical. So he's been fighting them off, trying to praise himself under his new name, Dan Fan. Dan and Fan. So, I don't know how he figures this out, but he finds out the building, apartment building of the troll I hate Humphrey. And when he knocks on the door, it is his publicist, Alessandra. Cool. Mm -hmm. So she tells Dan, hey, look, I was just trying to get you some good attention regardless of it, you know, regardless if it was negative attention. Uh, Look, you skipped the book tour. I was forced to do something for you. It pretty much embarrassed her. And she just wanted him to get back on everyone's radar. So... Later on, they have this Twitter battle, like, sitting next to each other of good versus evil, and they're trying to get some traction towards Dan and Inside, and apparently Katy Perry retweets them. Wahoo. End scene with that. It's literally what happens with Dan. End scene of Patch, Dan fan. And end scene with him. On to Blair. So she is still mad at Louis, obviously, for what he's trying to do, and... Hoping to make it right because, I mean, she is engaged to this person after all. So she wants to right Louis' wrongs. Louis doesn't write his wrongs. She's going to write his wrongs. <laughs> so Blair. And so Blair. she's determined to figure out how to get him back to the Louis when she first met him. That brought her her shoe back. And Dorota makes a funny point about how they Freaky Friday Chuck and Louis. And now Louis is turning into the old Chuck and Chuck's turning into the good version. And so we have a funny scene of Chuck doing yoga or meditation. And Blair walks in. She's like, what the hell is going on here? And she's like, you need to tell me how you became good. Pull Louis out of the darkness. I need you to show me how to do it. So, of course, she tags along to his therapy session. But yay therapy. But yay therapy. We're still going. And she's like, don't don't try and therapy me because I've, I'm a daughter of, you know, it was bulimic and I have a daughter of someone who their dad is gay. So, like, I don't need this therapy. I know how it works here. Right, but right. She wants she wants Chuck to talk about how he became this better person. And so, of course, the therapist is like, Blair like we know we all know why you're here he's very smart and Chuck tells Blair the last piece of me becoming good was for me to give back my engagement ring for you I left it at Harry Winston so this like royally royally upsets her like this devastates so her. dramatic like <gasps> oh my god and like oh she, my god tears and ball, she, fall, fall, form in her eyes she has she to, to leave has mm-hmm. to go to uh, her cake tasting. So she's she's eating all these mini cakes. It's adorable. And Dorota's like loving every minute of it because who wouldn't want to have cake tasting? But Chuck arrives to tell Blair, it looks like you were upset at my therapy session. And Chuck told Blair, I returned the ring because you wanted me to let you go. And I'm just trying to give you the happiness that you deserve. And you're like, wow, Chuck, okay. Yeah, and right? And so then yes. she believes that the reason why Chuck was dark and the reason why Louis is dark is because of her, which yeah, this was sad. This is was sad. so sad. This is just right. devastating. 
like her self-worth is so low at this point. Yeah. So Chuck goes in, he tells her, you were the light of my life. It wasn't you keeping me in the dark. You were what kept me alive. And he just wants her to be happy, even if it's not with him. This Ooh. is really big, guys. This, this is, is really huge. Big. Huge. Yeah. He's, he's on Team Blair, whatever Team Blair needs. And he's like, you know what? I'm okay if you're okay, if you're happy. That's all I care about. So that's wonderful. And then we have a scene of Chuck with Nate at the end of the day. They have a chat and Chuck's wishing he became the man Blair wanted a little bit sooner. But I mean, obviously timing is everything. They have poor timing in this relationship. And he can't imagine the day that he won't love her. Yeah, which we knew. But it's nice to hear it coming from him and just admitting and now and i think blair knew this all along she's known she just needed to really i think face it and the ring was the physical aspect of that yeah he returned it hence returning his feelings burying bottling them up or whatever but letting go yeah he's he's letting her go and she i don't guess didn't realize there was ever that part of him that would Right. It's so like I'm letting go my in love feelings, but I still love you. Right. Like I will always right. love you. And if the timing right. was worked out for us, like obviously we would do it again. But he right. he's letting her go. And it's really big. And I'm really appreciative of just watching this beautiful growth in eight episodes or nine episodes with this character. So yes, it's coming, we'll take guys. It. Like I feel we it. Will- Take it. It's very minuscule, but it's enough that it's going to get us through. All right. Lastly, we have to talk about Nate. <laughs> the vanilla, the vanilla part Nate, of the episode. Mr. Uh, spectator over here. He is Mr. Spectator. He is the editor in chief. He's telling the, his whole office basically like, I know I don't really deserve this role, but I will prove it to you that I'm going to do whatever I can to make it you know, the best experience for everyone. And so he receives a tip from his employee that Trip and his wife, Maureen, are involved in this cheating scandal. So William, Grandfather William, comes to see Nate in action, tells him about, Nate tells him about the Maureen and Trip stuff. Apparently Maureen was cheating on Trip, and Nate wants to run the story because he doesn't want anyone else to run it first. And... The grandfather's like, no, you shouldn't do this just yet. But Nate's like, well, my argument is that I'm going to tell the truth. It's already public knowledge that someone that she's cheating, but I won't run anything until I talk to Trip. So he meets up with Trip, and it's funny because it's awkward. They haven't really spoken since the whole Serena thing. Yeah, that is really which awkward. Was so long ago at this point, and they keep referencing it. Oh, my whole thing was Serena. I'm like, oh. Stop saying it. We Stop. get we it. I don't want to go back there. I don't want to go back. No, 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 no. Yeah, the whole thing was just, it was a spiral. Gross. Yeah, so Nate gets the details from Trip about this supposed weekend that Maureen had the affair, but Nate figures out that she wasn't actually there and she had an instructor that was a woman, so it didn't make any sense. And he's like, she's lying. I just don't know why she is. So Nate meets up with the grandfather later, explains the details about how Maureen is faking the affair, and he thinks, I'm going to run this anyway. I don't care if she is a part of my family. I want the, you know, I want to just tell the truth. That's what I stand for. So William's like, please don't do this. You know, they think this is a way for Maureen to get Tripp's campaign back up and running and make him, like, the hero after she cheated. So... 
Nate promises to do the right thing. He ends up releasing an article but didn't name names so that his audience knows that money, power, or personal agenda will not get in the way of what Nate thinks is right. And so William is impressed, and he says that he has gained his uh, his respect. So go is Nate. Is anyone else just, like, not on board with Nate being in this position? I just feel like he had nothing for seasons, and now we're just catapulting him into this storyline of this role of responsibility, and it just doesn't seem genuine. It's hard to believe, to me anyway. Yeah, and I keep thinking about how in the newer Gossip Girl, they were like, become a Nate Archibald. And I'm like, what does he do? What What is he going to become? I'm curious. So you don't know what Nate I mean, I I have an idea, but I don't know how the hell... I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure it will make more sense, but I think my idea maybe is wrong. I'm not sure. Okay. I I mean, I just feel like I wish I saw this happen, I don't know, more over time. I get it. Like, his grandfather was involved, and he was involved with his, Right. It's like another woman. thing that he didn't achieve Diana, on his own. Right? Diana. Was that her name? Diana, yeah. How dare I forget her name? <laughs> She's been gone for an episode, but I, I don't know. I'm like, this doesn't seem, this isn't tracking with me. I don't, I don't know. I'm glad he has a storyline, but then I'm like, we get it. And I'm like, it's not believable to me. Yeah, I know. Well, the reason why it's not believable is because he didn't actually earn it. Yeah, I guess that's His grandfather is setting this all up for him. So it's like, oh, okay, it makes sense as to why Nate's getting all of this. But if he were to get it on his own, it would have been a little, I I don't know. I would have loved to see him get this on his own because he needs to be doing something. A little bit of a struggle, maybe. Yeah, he's just, it's either he's, as we always say, like he's getting involved with a girl and that's his storyline or it's I'm lost. I don't know what to do with my life. And so it's nice to see him finally know that he likes to do something, but it sucks that it wasn't really his doing. It was Diana and William concocting him to be in this role. Right. And to almost be a pawn, which we still he don't know. He is a pawn for sure. Right. He's a pawn. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. This whole Nate thing is really weird for me. Yeah. That's my summary. Um, When we come back from break, we're going to have Tish on. I'm so excited to hear what she has to say because she's also basically a newbie like you. So I'm I'm curious to see how far along she's watched and what she knows. So uh, stay tuned because we'll be back uh, right after this cool music. Okay. Hello and welcome back from your break. We are joined by Patron Tish uh, for the second time this weekend week because we had technical difficulties because that is the way Zoom and uh, recording. Actually, it doesn't even matter if you're in person or not. Sometimes shit just happens, guys. And so we um, we apologize to Tish and she was so gracious to come back <laughs> to try it again. So um, if there are some things that don't maybe make a lot of sense later on that we've mentioned, well, just go with it. You just go with it. 
And I promise you'll you rather have that than no tush <laughs> right. at all. Which we could so, not have. We could not have it. No, that that was not an option. So thank you, Tish, for coming back and having a repeat of this conversation. But to be honest with you, I feel like it'll just feel like we're doing it for the first time <laughs> in my yeah. brain. And also it's been a few days. So Michelle might have remembered what we said because she edited this episode, but I have really no recollection of what we talked about. Um, So I'm glad to talk about it with you again, Tish. So thank you so much for being here. Okay. Now, when where we left off, you said you had watched a little bit further than where we are now. Has that still stayed true? Uh, Yes. So now I'm three episodes ahead. So you're up to episode uh, 12, you'd say? Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. So you're right right before the mid-season finale, which is a doozy. (laughs) But I'm so excited for Michelle to watch these next few episodes because as Angelina and those in the chat have said, they are a lot of stuff happens in these next couple of episodes to set us up for where the second half of the season's going to be. And like what I just saw in next week's episode and it it just I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I'll say that. Is next week and I know we discussed this but whatever. We're just going to repeat it. When does Bizarro World come? That's next week. <laughs> <laughs> and you know oh. what? And I watch No, I'm sorry. What are we on? It's episode... We are nine. nine. So it's yeah, not next yeah. week's yeah. episode. It's the week after, episode 11. Okay. Um, okay. But I just watched it again because I'm preparing for next week's episode. And um, I'm like, uh, oh, I didn't watch all the way to the end. And at the end, I'm like, okay, something exciting is coming. So, But the episode itself... It makes more sense to me now seeing it for the second time. So I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of explaining for to do for you in this episode. Um, okay. Anyway, we're not on the episode just yet. But where do you think, uh, where where we're going, Tish? Are you, ex- what are you most excited to see? What are you most excited to see play out um, character-wise? I know the Chivy stuff is just crazy. Um, but are you looking forward to watching how that all goes? Because I yeah, should. I'm really excited for. Um, I find that like Chivy has almost been more of like a primary character this season, so I'm excited for her like her arc to continue, and I want to see where they're going to take that. And the story has been pretty interesting so far. So yeah, right. And you had mentioned when we spoke that they made her a series regular. Yeah in this season so makes sense as to why we're seeing her so much uh so you know she she has a she's got a big a big arc in this season and since so yeah it's almost like you don't realize it until you really step back you're like oh my god we've been doing the chivy stuff for a really really long time to me anyway like i've got this realization of wait a minute we're still doing this. So yeah, it, it makes sense that now she's a regular. And we said this when we spoke last week that I think you said it to Serena feels like yeah. a secondary yeah. character. I very much see like Chivy's kind of overtaking her because I feel like a lot of the stories are more 
even like almost from like Chivy's perspective, like we even saw the competition for like to be in Blair's wedding, which like, okay, why is Chivy doing this? But it just like shifted the focus to her a little bit more. So Serena kind of is taking a bit of a backseat. So it'll be interesting to see in the second half if she tries to, you know, take primary lead again. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping Serena gets something. Just like I how I know I hope Nate gets something, but I feel like we're at least in this episode and the next few, we're focusing a lot on Nate and what's going on there. So at least he's getting some recognition. But with Serena, yeah, ever since the se- season one, I feel like we've been lacking with getting a progression of a storyline with her. So it's a little unfortunate to watch as a viewer, but I know we can't focus on every single character every single episode, but I feel like she gets the least amount of airtime these days, which is interest- right. an interesting contrast yeah. to where we started this show. Cool. Um, but Tish, you had sent us some questions. Do you have them with I you? I do, yeah. Okay. Let's go over some of your questions first because you are the MVP <laughs> of this episode. So I want to get everything that you wanted yes. to talk about first. Um, now, I know you had asked, what do we think has happened to the real Charlie? Now, Michelle, I'm dying to know what you think has really happened to the real Charlie. I, okay, I know we went over this, but the real Charlie was in that play. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. the, that that playbill that we keep seeing, she was in that. So that's wild to me. The fact that Chivy actually knows the real Charlie and who yeah. she is. Right? right? Isn't this crazy to everyone? Else? Like she actually knows. So and you think that she knows that Chivy is pretending to be her. I don't. But then I was thinking maybe she is in on it, mm. right? Somehow. To not deal right, right? Because you know she's only been kind of told these lies—not lies, but these stories about how the family is so awful. And so it's like, well, this is a way to get your money and your trust. You turn a certain age, you don't have to deal with them. Let's use Chivy. I think Michelle, you brought that up last time we spoke, where you were saying how you wonder if um, she was in on it with her mom. You know, her mom was like, "Hey, I want to get the money." But, like, I know you don't want anything to do with this world. I have this girl who kind of maybe looks like you. But that's a whole thing in itself. Oh, yeah. But doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so bizarre. It's just just incredibly bizarre that none of these people it, see it in her. Yeah. But where, where right. do you think it, the real yeah. Charlie is? I don't know. I don't know if she's living some kind of life where she does nothing to do with any of this and either she's in college or because if she was remember we talked about this list like maybe it was last season I'm like oh maybe because they painted that Chivy was on meds Mm -hmm. right and we're like oh is the real Charlie on medication is she mentally unstable or how are they painting this picture right is she kind of I don't know. Is she somewhere being treated? Or was that all just a lie to work in her way, you know, with into the Vanderwoodson's hearts, right? So 
I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she's somewhere just living a normal life in college and has wants nothing to do with them. Right. I would like to think that's who she is. Right. And what do you think, Tish? Because you, I know you don't know, right? <laughs> just yet. I don't know the full extent of everything. But um, I like to think like that she just wants to have a normal life and her mom wants the money. So she's like, yeah, I want nothing to do with that. Either she knows a little bit or she has absolutely no idea what Carol's doing. Right. And then does that mean Carol is not sharing the money Hmm. with her? Like has access to the trust, but is the real Charlie getting any of that? And funny because she is giving Chivy some of that money, right? Yeah. Right. So it's like how much money can really go around for these three women to now have it? So you make a good point. Like I never thought is Charlie actually getting the money that is rightfully hers <laughs> because Carol was the one that wanted this money. So it's very suspicious. I don't think I trust So then Carol. in that way... Does that mean that Charlie is somewhere that she doesn't have maybe clear communication with her mother? And I just cannot wait to see what she looks like because she better look just like Charlie. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Like imagine she if doesn't. She, <laughs> she doesn't. Like, imagine if she's brunette and like super short, like right. totally different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I look forward to it. I think we said, like, we're most excited mm-hmm. for this Chinese Definitely. stuff. Definitely, yeah. Uh, what other questions do you have, Tish? Oh, well, Michelle, do you think this is the end of Max? I don't. I do not think this is the end of Max. Uh, if he's on the island. He's not on the island. No, I don't. Yeah. I No, I don't think this is the end. He definitely, he just left too much in a pissed off vengeance. Like, I need to see more of him. I don't like him per se, but I want to see how he continues. And I, you know, because he's, I feel like he's just yeah. going to like. I don't think fires. he's in the, like, I feel like, well, I mean, I know, but um, <laughs> I don't feel like he's in the next episode. Uh, you know, I just, it, it just doesn't feel like, because I think they ended it in such a way where you can kind of question whether or not. So. Yeah. 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 And, and, to go with what you guys are talking about, Mike had asked, do we think that his plot is going to last until season, until episode 13, or will it be over before then? That's which is the mid-season finale. I think it will. It will be done. No, I think it's going to go oh, until oh, okay. So what do you think yeah. the end result? How are we going to get rid of Max? Well, I think maybe Max is going to somehow bring the real Charlie. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, Or yeah. maybe, like, imagine seeing a conversation and he goes and he thinks he's all big and mighty and it's like, you're not going to believe what's happening. And she's going to be like, <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Right, like, or I'm or I'm in on it and I'm not going just because you tell me I have to. Like, right. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not going to accept that. Right. Yeah, that could go either mm. way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Or is he just, like, or do they need him for, like, this very minuscule portion of the season where it's kind of like he just fades out and we don't even have that epic, like, him trying to take down these girls 
Is it just like does he just fade Wait. into the abyss and is like, oh, then remember last week we were talking about Max, but he's not there again. Like the next, the following week, you know. Wait a minute. We said she continues, right? Chivy continues yeah. to the end of this season. Um, we're we're predicting that because not, none none okay. of us know none. <laughs> okay, so we're she's going to continue into when the shift happens the tide, whatever we want to call mm-hmm. it. She continues on. Yeah. So maybe Max does continue. But why would they bring him? I don't know. Somehow I really feel like he's going to bring Charlie into this. But the real Charlie. The real Charlie. But maybe that's... But then I don't know if that's going to happen so soon. So I'm eating my words currently as my wheels right. are turning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Anything else, Tish? Uh, I think that with Max... He was so good in the beginning, and then I think that this world, like, so corrupted him so much that I kind of see why Michelle is like, I don't really like him. I think he's an interesting character, but I get why you wouldn't like him, because the world kind of corrupted him, right? Like, he was so sure that Ivy was the love of his life, and then he's like, well, wait, who is this Charlie Trivy girl? And then he was so sure that he had caught her in a trap, and then Carol was like, nope got you so i think it just really messed with his brain yeah and we had um carla send in her opinion saying that she's seen gossip girl numerous times and has always been bothered by the fact that max flips the switch so quickly from being a nice guy for his looking for his ex and then wanting to be a chef into an evil manipulator i wanted to know your thoughts on this so yeah i mean i think Kind of like I think Tish maybe said it last time we spoke, but it's almost like a Vanessa situation where she gets herself involved in the world that she doesn't belong in, doesn't she's not cut out for this. And he does the same thing, trying to prove himself, but ultimately this world takes him right down. It's like, oh my God, I'm Vanessa. I have the tape of, you know, Serena and the professor and right in the glass. Blair's like, no, I'm shutting this down right this second. So it's almost the same thing with Max. Like he thinks he can touch the roads and the Vanderwoodsons. He can't. He just can't. He's never gonna succeed. So But I I feel badly for him. This is a shitty situation. You think that you know someone for two years, you love them, right. and then all of a sudden right. they're like, No, I'm someone else and you pretty much don't matter to me. It's like super yeah. devastating. So I understand where he's coming yes. from. You might want to get yeah. a little revenge from that. Right. So, you know, can't you can blame him, but it, he's in a really tough situation that he just wants to prove to people that he's right. And unfortunately, it's not really going to work out for him because <laughs> those roads are never going to let him live it down. They're just going to keep pushing him out and out, trying to pay him off, see if he lasts, like how long will he last with that. But it's not good. Wait. Not good for Which him. is why I think it's so um, it's so poignant that that Charlie's last words are "You can't touch me anymore." You know, I'm a rose, right? Like yeah. it's like they're so right. powerful that you can't touch them; they'll just push you out. And she's so confident. She like wholeheartedly believes what I'm saying. Like I am a rose now. You will not touch me. Like I know it for a fact in my bones. And it's really like something. She's really confident about this. It's like she earned her exactly. stripes, though. Exactly. I mean, look what she's done. And now she's so in with Cece. So in with yeah. her. Yeah. Um, Mike wants to know, will Cece tell her daughters that she's sick, or will this be another secret that Chiva will have to keep? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think for a little while it's going to be a secret kept. When will they find out that she's sick? I don't know. Tell she, has to, like, <laughs> she has to like faint again or something. And then somebody will be like a little bit suspicious. And I feel like it'll be like a whole thing where they'll kind of get Rufus involved and Rufus will do like a little bit of investigating. And then he'll go to Lily and be like, so I think your mom is sick. And then that's how they'll use Rufus because we don't know how to use him any other way. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, I know. I like that. Yes, we don't utilize him. He's a houseplant at this point. Yeah, he's just there for, like, some advice every so often and just to be there for support for his kids and for his wife. And that's truly it. It's such a dirty thing to do to a character because he doesn't, at least at the moment, doesn't have any... He hasn't had a storyline for himself in years, seasons. Right. Wasn't... His last, like, storyline, like, where he was accused of sleeping with Holland or whatever, the upstairs. Yeah. Like, what was that season? That was last season? Or was it the se- yeah, that was last season, right? Like, early last season? It must have been early last season, right? Because I don't, I mean, my brain <laughs> is just so wrapped around all this, like, Charlie Chivey stuff and the Chuck and Blair situation and Louie. Like, I mean, I feel like we've been doing that for like the entire season, at least like last season felt like that. That was the entire (laughs) season, but I know the other things happened. It's just, my brain doesn't remember those things because they were so long ago (laughs) at this point. Yeah. Same. Same. Mike also wants to know, he said a few weeks ago when I was asking if you think Padge's book was the writer's way of foreshadowing, I was more so asking about Chuck killing himself do you think that he might romeo and juliet himself and that's why everyone loves chair because it's such a tragic love story now i remember what you said last week about um, last time we spoke about this <laughs> yeah i still feel the same i do not think he's going to off yeah. himself I, I chair wouldn't hold as much cultural significance if that happened just because everybody still kind of loves and dotes on chair, even though we've progressed beyond that to society. And so if like Romeo, like if he had Romeoed himself, I feel like we, as a society, we'd all be like, yeah, that was just so terrible, but people still seem to love them acknowledging how toxic, how whatever it is, but they still seem to love them. So I don't think that I ended that way. What, how do you feel about chair in a nutshell? I feel like if I watched this show when I was significantly younger, I could have been a huge chair stand, but I'm a pair stand till the end of days. Like I know nothing is happening with them or as the regular world calls them, dare. Um, Dare, right. We taught Michelle that dare was like a thing. She's like, what? (laughs) Mind blown. So I don't find them as like romantic now. Like they have their moments, but I just don't, I'm not that big of a chair stand and I know like people will come for me, but I don't see it. Now, if they both kind of entered separate relationships and were able to grow and become full-fledged humans and then come back together, sure, I could see that, like, you know, finding your first love again, but they seem to repeat this very toxic cycle of one of them growing and then the other person trying to sabotage that growth or trying to Mm. inherently say that growth is linked to me. And it's like, no, I just want to be a person outside of you. Like Blair's doing that right now where 
Chuck is trying to grow on his own. And she's like, oh, it's all it's all because of me. And then he tried to kind of do that to her earlier. So they have this really toxic pattern of not being able to grow up. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like spot on, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It, and we see it play out season after season after season. So it's like, it's not exciting anymore to watch that. You want both characters to grow so badly. And like you said, if both of them do get into maybe healthy, not so, you know, uh, enticing relationships, maybe something that is just good for them as a person and grew in that relationship and then they both grew and then they could come back together. Okay, I'll take that. But like right now I just don't see that happening because they they both every time one grows, like you said, the other one halts them from growing and so then they kind of just stay where they are and so Blair was doing so well I mean not that like being in this relationship with Louis is in my opinion like a healthy thing for her and her baby but being with Chuck maybe obviously not so healthy either so I would she was so close to the growth, but then the, this being with Louis thing and trying to see this vision of, oh, that's how my life should be is, is stopping her from really like growing and becoming the, the Blair that we, we all love and, and want to see potential in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly. I, they both prevent each other from being happy. Yeah. I feel like oh, I was just going to oh, say go ahead, the, Louis go ahead. And the baby thing. I feel like she wouldn't be as, like, she would kind of feel like she could leave Louis if there wasn't a baby in the situation, I feel like. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Uh, I was going to say that I think, obviously, by the end of the series, because y'all know I feel they will end up together, but I think they will both reach that growth, and that's why everybody seems to love Chair. Because everybody who loves Chuck always says, oh, just wait till the end. You just have to get to his progression. Oh, his character, the way he turns out. And so, I mean, I'm hoping now we're seeing the growth. We can't go backwards. Right? right? We, I mean, can we? We can. Yeah. But I'm hoping we don't. I mean, I loved what you said, Tish, when we last spoke about almost Chuck, like, unknowingly gaslighting Blair to thinking that she needs him. And that he's changing only subconsciously, not even realizing it because it will ultimately lead Blair back to him. And maybe he's not 100% changing himself. So that way, when Blair would go back to him, he kind of would just still be the same person that he always was. It's just because he needed Blair to play the game with him that he was going to change. And therefore, she goes back to him. I mean, she does this time and time again. They both kind of do that. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Kim actually says, during my original watch, I always thought Chuck was the problem, but now it seems like Blair is the one who can't let it go. What do we think about that? He he keeps saying, like, I am letting you go. I'm giving back the ring. I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to do to let you go. So when then Tish brought up that point, I was like, oh, man, that's a good point, though. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't realize he's even doing it. 
He's just changing because that's what Blair said she needed. And now he's doing it so he could potentially get back with her. So do you, what do you think, right, Michelle? But, well, I think also, I, 100% when you brought that up, I was like, oh my gosh, now I'm looking at this in a different light. But also, he has not approached Blair. So it's not like he's going to her and being like, oh, I'm doing X, Y, Z. I am letting you go. Like, he, he truly is, and I can't believe I'm actually <laughs> saying, standing like this with about Chuck, but he's like trying to do his own personal thing and kind of stay away from the situation. And she has only sought him yes. out and be like, what do you, you're trying to, what do you mean you're changing? Like she has made it her duty to go and question him. And he's just trying to like, you know, stay away. So I find that interesting because, and, and I guess what Kim's saying is like, she can't let it go. Which, because she internally doesn't want to let it right. go. She I, she can't, she doesn't want to admit the fact that, oh my God, Chuck actually is letting me go. It, this can't well, be happening. Right. Blair is a control freak and she wants to be the one to let him go. And I think the fact that he right. gave her the permission to marry Louis was always like, what? No, like, I don't need your permission. And then she was like, well, maybe I do. But then she's like, I wanted to be the one to let you go. And she wanted to arrive there. And I do think that, a part of Chuck is just trying to grow and he's doing it away from her. But the way in which he's making so many changes, it's so radical that obviously Blair's going to notice. And that's what I was saying, where I think that like, he's almost taking it too far so that she will notice. If he was just making these small personal changes, like away from her completely, it would be different, but they're so massive that obviously she's going to notice and it's going to draw her back in. And so that's kind of what point was. I totally, I agree with that mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I totally get your yeah. point. You, you, it's a, it's a wonderful point, and I'm glad that you brought it up because I don't think I necessarily would have thought about it that way. <laughs> maybe in the next episode or something, you know, like now that's going to be on the back <laughs> of my brain of like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kim further says that when Nate asked Chuck if he still loved Blair, his response was, I can't imagine the day that I won't. I'm not going to lie. That kind of gave me chills. Also, Nate is hot in this episode. That's my question. <laughs> yes, Nate, Nate is pretty much hot in every single episode, but it's this hotness that's like untouchable that it almost makes him not even hot anymore. You know what I'm saying? That's, remember we, we talked about yeah. this list. What was it like a couple weeks ago? I said to him, like, Nate is so good looking. It's to the point where he's untouchable and it, it he's not even on like the like I don't even look at him as being hot. I just recognize you are a good looking right, human. But like I don't But you're on another level. I think, and I think also I'm not attracted right, to right, you. Right. And I think it's the storylines too. It's not like he's doing yeah. these like things for love that all of like the people are gonna swoon no. over. It's like I'm just basic boring Nate doing things and people are manipulating me, but I'm also really good looking. So like it doesn't give it any like finesse for his character like yeah you're you're drop dead gorgeous but i don't even feel butterflies when i watch him anymore it's so funny (laughs) it kind of reminds me of his snl skit with kim where he was just literally chase crawford and he was there just to be chase crawford and sometimes i feel like nate is just there to be hot guy nate like there's no point to it like it's almost like just like a name drop thing like oh we got nate we got the hot guy and it's like but there's no substance like Chuck may be scary and manipulative and insane, and that's why people find him hot, but there's no substance in it, and I get what you're saying. 
Right. Yeah. It's like it's just yeah. lacking something yep. there that makes it almost unattractive. Yeah. Even though when you look <laughs> yeah. at him, you're like, he's an attractive dude. But in a real life situation, if I was in the Upper East Side world, like you don't really see like people his age kind of like running after him anymore. It's kind of like maybe they just don't show that in general, but it's like funny how we're pairing him with these older women because yes, he's so hot and why wouldn't they want to jump his bones type situation? But like if you come to a peer of his, it's like either they have already done him or they're like, well, he's just that hot, but there's nothing else going on for him. Like, yeah, he's an Archibald, but whatever. So. Right. I hate right. to say that. It's yep. not like really like shallow of me, but yeah, you know, it's just it's something going on there. Um, will yeah. wants to know, when do we think Chivy's charade will end? Well, you said the end of the season. So that would, so I mean, sure, that's a good answer. Yeah. yeah. Do we think that, this is also from Carla, um, do we think that Cece actually knows that Chivy isn't her real granddaughter? Now, I want to, I love this question. I think this is such a interesting point to bring in so tish what do you think do you think chivy uh, do you think cc actually knows or do you think she just knows like something ain't right <laughs> i think cc has been scammed and things have happened to her that cc knows it's not her granddaughter but cc is also like look i have the ability to make this relationship with this girl it's kind of making me a little bit closer with my daughter carol i'm gonna take it mm-hmm. i think that she knows there's something in her that's like, mm, something isn't right here, but I'm going to, I'm just going to embrace her. And the fact that like, she would keep her secret. I think she was just like, mm, my girls would never keep my secret. They're going to out me. This can't be my granddaughter. <laughs> that's a good thought <laughs> yeah. too. Like, oh, okay. She was so yeah. accepting of me and my secret. Maybe she has one of her own. And now we're like holding each other's secrets. Yeah. Till the grave, maybe. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because Carly even said, like, Cece is a very smart woman who has been ri- rich for many years, so I think she would smell a scammer from miles away. Yeah. Right. I totally, I really think, and I think it would be a fun angle if we went this yeah. way. With her knowing? You know? I think that would be awesome if we... With her knowing yeah. and keeping the secrets. Yeah, because I don't really want to shock Cece. I don't think I need to see Cece be like, oh, my God, you played me. I don't need to see that. I want <laughs> Cece to be like, oh, I knew and play it off like, of course I knew. Right. You I know? know, so that's so quintessential Cece. To be like, oh, I've known all right. along. Like, let's not make her a fool. I don't want to yeah. see her be a fool. Right. Yeah. And also it's like, well. Carol can never come back from that secret. Chivy, she could come back from that secret. People will be like, okay, you're not Charlotte Rhodes, but you're Chivy Dickens and we like you. And you're, you know, (laughs) you are sort of part of the family. It might take them a while to like be okay with her because, but also it's like, well, she did it because she truly wanted a family at the end of the day. Yeah. So, but with Carol, it's like, how do you ever forgive that you're lying about your granddaughter daughter cousin niece whatever <laughs> to get money it's so <laughs> messed up 
It's so insane. It really is. Yeah. Vic says, would you rather live in the world of Gossip Girl or the world of the OC? Now, I think we all answered collectively, obviously, the OC. (laughs) Yeah. That is correct. Yes. It just seems, even though it's also like wealth and power in the OC, it's, I guess, because they do have so many comedic moments that it's almost like non-threatening to be a part of that world where this is like, oh, okay, these people have like dirty money. Like not, it's like really like a whole big production to be anyone's sibling or friend or anything in this world. But I feel like the people in the OC are a lot more accepting <laughs> than the people here. <laughs> I think just yeah. more relatable. Definitely. Yeah. I definitely in can have ways, like yeah. dry cereal and black coffee with Ryan any day. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. But like Cl- a Claire Blair eating like a macaron for breakfast or whatever. Like it sounds nice, but like no normal person would do it. But like cereal and black coffee, yeah, that's relatable. A bagel, a bagel and a schmear. I'm into very it. relatable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're there. Yeah. And it's just funny because these these shows are written and pretty much not produced, but they're written they're produced by the same people <laughs> so it's like wow yeah. there's so much there's similarities and things but like these worlds are so completely different from one another do you think the oc is more like gossip girl or more like one tree hill because these three shows i feel like are always constantly compared to one another like oh if you like the oc you'll like one tree hill and then you'll like gossip girl Ugh. and while yes they're all teen dramas but i'm like oh my goodness there are also different yeah, the, none me. of them are comparable in my eyes no i mean what do you they're think, not Tish? really comparable i guess like the oc and one tree hill because it has like that more like down to earth vibe but i would almost say that like so far one tree hill and friday night lights are going to be the best comparison because they're both like small town vibes sports so that's where i'm going to put it one tree hill and friday night lights those are the yeah. I mean, that was my initial yeah. thought as well. We'll yeah. see. But it it's almost like Friday Night Lights is the darker, solemn version of... And I don't mean like it's so sad. Because, I mean, they're obviously in the pilot episode, there's a lot of sad things that happen. But it's almost just like a more serious reality television... Not reality. Documentary-style version of One Tree Hill, in a nutshell. Yeah, I see that from the pilot. Michelle's like, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm getting, we've only watched one episode tonight. I'll watch the second, but the vibe is, is serious. So. Yes. No, it is a drama. There, it is serious. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Vic says, do you find yourselves rooting for chair with all of these scenes? <laughs> I mean, kind of touched upon that, but uh, there was like one part of me where Chuck goes in to see Blair and tells her, like, you were the light of my life. Please don't put this pressure on yourself to think that you were the darkness. That I was like, well, I'm liking what Chuck's saying. That's nice. But am I all on team chair? i rooting for them. No, I'm not rooting for them. I'm rooting for growth. And like Tish said, like, if they both were seeing other people for a while, um, it would be better for them, at least at the moment. <laughs> I agree to that. That's how I feel, too. 
Yeah. And what storyline this season are you most excited for? Tesh, what are you are what are you most excited uh, for? The Trivi stuff. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. That's what I'm most yeah. interested in right now. What about Diana, Michelle? Well, it's funny you say that, Liz. I was just gonna name drop her because I'm dying to find out what that chick is about and who she is. And hopefully it's good. But I'm not <laughs> have much faith. Of how this show does. But I still Chivy and Diana. Yeah. Same. Because they're the mystery, right? I, right. I right. am excited to yep. see like this like Blair's baby though. That'd be really interesting. Cause like I feel like, you know, like we reference her pregnancy, but we don't like talk about it that much anymore. So I'm Yeah, see, you're right. Like her pregnancy and everything like that. Yeah, it's like it was yeah, so it was there was so much talk about it, I guess, because we were trying to figure out who actually was pregnant and telling everyone. But yeah, now we don't really mention that she's pregnant. Yeah. But I mean, trust me, it does come up again because like the whole point of her being with Louis is her feelings of saying, He's the father of my child. It's like you can't forget that <laughs> fact. So, you know, unfortunately these feelings still do continue, at least into next week. She's still talking about, well, Louis is the father of my child. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, if you don't love him, then get the hell out. <laughs> it's it's not the worst thing in the world. It might suck, but yeah, just do what makes you happy. If you're not happy in this relationship, you know, and yeah, she's in a really, a really sticky situation, though, because he is royalty, and... It's going to be very public, anything that goes down between them. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Did you have anything else that you wanted to discuss, Tish? Because that's all of our questions. Um, I think we brought this up last time, and, like, I'm blanking, but what's been your guys' favorite storyline throughout the entire, like, four and a half seasons? Oh, you, we did talk about how we loved Juliet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, love, love, we love Juliet. Juliet. And it's almost like the Diana stuff and the Chivy stuff. Like, as an audience member, you know things, but the characters don't know them yet. And so that stuff is really exciting as a viewer. Um, I really just enjoyed that stuff. What about you, Tess? Uh, yeah, I, the Juliet stuff was really interesting. And also, like, the, especially, like, the back half of four, all of the, like, pair stuff that we got. Like, we got some, like, when they watched Rosemary's Baby together, and I was like, um, excuse me, like, wh- what? Ha- ha- I know. Why? It was so exciting. Yeah, I was like, why is Cher? Why is this not? Way more mentions mentioned a lot, but why not way more? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. All that pair. (laughs) All the pair. There's so much. There's so many feelings in all the pairness. And like these people who don't give a shit about pair are like, God, (laughs) when are they going to shut up about them? But it's 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 just a nice complimentary pair, if you will, (laughs) that I mean, us people like to watch regardless of how you felt maybe the first time you watched it or how you feel about Chuck and Blair or whatever, or Louis. It's just, he, if anything, they are good friends, whether they want to admit it or not. Yeah. So it's just nice to see like an actually good, like true 
like care about each other like for who they are type of relationship yeah which we don't get to see yeah they f- hmm. they fully get they each do. other yeah and effortlessly he was the first person that she told that she was like pregnant like she actually said the p word too she's like oh yeah i'm pregnant so yeah. right yeah yeah i know i i do love the pair stuff <laughs> getting those butterflies yeah. of like wait are they Wait, they're going there? What's happening? We're so excited yeah. for this. And then uh, just there's just there's a lot. It's good. It's just good good stuff. Yeah. It's just good stuff. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Well, I really thank you so much, Tish. From the bottom of our hearts, we really appreciate you coming back um after <laughs> we've had this discussion. But it's almost like we didn't even have the same discussion, which is good. It, yeah. yeah. So I'm so glad that you could come back and chat with us and we really hope we can do it again soon. I mean, we're always in the discord chat talking about gossip girl and and all things. So, um, thank you again. (laughs) Thank you, Tish. You ladies. All right, we're back. Thank you so much, Tish, for joining us. It's always a pleasure to hear her soft, angelic voice. Love Tish. <laughs> She's been with us for so long. It's always so such long. a pleasure. Yeah, Tree Hill Talk. Her. The OGs. Yeah. We have uh, 1.32 million views in this episode. It was referenced by the title Road to Perdition, which is a movie in 2002. Real-life New York baker Sylvia Weinstock makes a short appearance during Blair's cake tasting. Yep. Kaylee Defer, who plays Ivy, is married to Fitz from Fitz and the Tantrums, who are featured on this episode soundtrack in the opening scene. That's cool. Yeah. Tish has a deleted scene where Blair follows Chuck around with a notepad, and they end up at Padge's apartment in Brooklyn, where Blair says, this is you... This you do gooder mission planting a tree in Brooklyn. Padge says to Blair and Chuck as they walk in the in, hey guys, would love to catch up. I'm in a deep Twitter war with I hate Humphrey. Chuck asks him what he's doing and he says he's being a Dan of action. Chuck and Padge have some quippy banter, and then Padge asks what's going on with with Chuck and Blair. He says, Maybe you two shouldn't be hanging out. Chuck says her Frenchman turned foul. Chuck turns to Blair and says, if you want to turn your frog into a prince, maybe look at him rather than going through me. Chuck then tells Padge and Blair had to leave and then go to therapy. Blair insists on tagging along. Chuck then turns to Padge and says, Humphrey, get offline. It will do your body some good. Oh, I wish we saw that, actually. Yeah. We had some music by Sheik, Donna Summer, and Fitz in the Tantrums. I did not have any headbands this week. You? No, I did not have any headbands. Loved Lily's dress. I loved Chivy's dress. I love Cece's jumpsuit. Lo- oh my god, that was magical. I want to own it. Yeah, Carol's wasn't bad either. All the sparkle. I love Serena's. I love the gold was and her hair. A vision. Yeah, yeah. Rufus loved and it. his uh, his getup. Yeah, he also had a green plaid shirt during the episode, which I really liked. Yeah. What about some quotes? Um, Momo, Momofuku who? <laughs> and the way he said it did not deliver. <laughs> I know. It was like supposed to be funny, but like he just said it kind of like mid-sentence and it was really awkward. Yeah. Um, how can anyone not love New York? Charlotte, New York agrees with you. 
Can we come over ourselves and f- oh, can we cover ourselves in flour and lick spoons and other cute things? He moved here from Portland. He hikes. <laughs> Maybe he freaky Friday with Mr. Chuck. Perhaps I should feather my hair tonight. It's time to leave inside behind and go outside. Oh, I was just laughing. I wrote down how much I hate Chuck's walk. Anyway, oh. that's not a quote. I just had to write that down. <laughs> Apparently, how uh, Sister Sledge song. This is a gossip girl blast. Right? Yeah, Sister Sledge saying we are family, but she had nothing on the Rhodes girls. I like no. that blast. And Dorota, margaritas sound delicious, which always. And always. nothing can touch me anymore. I'm a Rhodes now. I'm a Rhodes now. Mm-hmm. You get it, Chivy Chive. <laughs> you get it. Oh, I'm looking at my MVP. I'm like, is that what I picked? All right. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll go with that. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have my MVP. I'm like, why are you thinking about this? No, I have it. Okay, ready? Yep. Three, Three two, two, one. Cece. Oh, Cece. That's such a good one. Yeah. Toast to you, girlfriend. Yeah, Cece though she's she's hiding that secret. Well, Not she's good. hiding the secret, but I liked her rapport with Chivy, and I loved her jumpsuit, and yeah. they were honoring her. So do it up, girl. Yeah, I picked Nate for like basic reasons of like he did the right thing because yeah. Nate tends to do the right thing. So I chose him. We did have um. A couple of votes for Chivy and Carol for taking down Max. We had one for Maureen. Obviously, we know that was Will. Oh, yeah. And uh, one for Chuck. Okay. Shittiest. I'm torn yeah. because I feel like I understand why everyone did their shitty stuff. Right. But Same. The reason I don't understand this person's shittiness is why I'm going to choose them. All right. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Carol. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know your motive of taking this money from your mother and out of your daughter's trust fund and coming to say you're you're there for the the only motive is for the money. You're not there to honor your mother. You said you were there to honor your mother, but you're not. So, I'm just curious as to why you are doing this. Right. She just she's just there for money and she's pretty shitty. I mean, yeah. she's just shitty. She's shitty. Yeah. She's not a good sister or daughter. No. Um, I mean, I know, you know, I don't come from this world or this family. I don't know what in the past has transpired between all of them, but I know it's like if Cece and oh, like, if Cece and Lily can put it behind them, but again, I don't know what they have ever said or done to Carol. But she obviously has a lot of resentment towards them. Yeah. 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 We had some votes for Max and for Trip. Yeah, because Trip's pretty shitty too. <laughs> Fucking Trip. Yeah. Okay, let's do a Betty of the Week. You were total Betty. Total Betty. Total Betty. Total Betty. You're a total Betty. So if you listen to Talking Texas Forever, you already know who the Betty of the Week is. I chose Emily. Emily! Emily. 
She gets this name because she gets an award. She gets the Emmy for being with us for this long. Also, it was a play in her name. You know, I was trying to be creative. Hopefully you like it, Emily. I was going back trying to think. She's been with us for so long. I can't remember if I ever gave her a name. So if I did, I apologize. Please let me know. But you do get the Emmy for being with us for as long as you have Emily. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm going to give you the title for next week, which we are live next week, and we are with my sister. Oh my gosh, yay! Shanaka's coming to town. Lots lots gonna happen. Next week's episode um, is a a lot happens, so the title is Riding in Town Cars with Boys. Oh, riding in cars with boys. Did you ever see that movie? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I it a long time ago, so I don't really remember anything about it. I would like to watch it because I know people love that movie. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay, my three gossip words are three gossip words. Debut. Crash. Retreat. Wow. What comes to your mind? What comes? Well, well, okay. This is really tough because I say this every week. I should just <laughs> recycle those, just get rid of the words of this is really tough. We know. <laughs> I think because you told me the Chivy stuff continues, it's hard to make the predictions of, oh, Charlie's coming to town. You know what I mean? Like the real Charlotte. So I right. don't think she's coming to town yet, but that's where I want to go. I think that perhaps Blair is somehow going to make a debut into society somehow before the wedding, a crash. Either someone's coming crashing down or we're getting a dramatic car crash or a plane crash and a retreat, Mm. a retreat. Who's going on a retreat? Wow, a retreat. <laughs> oh, a writer's retreat. Oh. I don't know why this came this came to me like with such like yes, this is it. This has the, to be it. I love the enthusiasm. Padge is going on a writer's retreat because he's crashing from no ideas and all of the trolls. So I think he's going on a writer's retreat or somebody's going on a spa retreat maybe Blair and Serena are going to do a girls weekend and go to a retreat so they can kind of just get away and get away from the chalk stuff because hashtag just can't and (laughs) those are my two big predictions for retreat okay great predictions I can't wait to watch hopefully we'll be in person (laughs) right yeah hopefully um but until next week with those. Yes. Our emoji. Do they have a mirror ball? A what? You know, like a um, disco ball, like a mirror ball. Oh, I was like, do they have that? I don't think or like so. Someone, they have someone doing disco though, right? That's they do. Emoji. Let's do that. We should do that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. 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 Send the disco okay, cool. person. Send us an emoji. Maybe put this emoji, like your dance and disco, 
to Three Gossip Girls podcast on Apple Podcast. Please leave us a review. This is the time of the show you all hate and you probably hate fast forward. But in all seriousness, (laughs) you don't. I don't think you actually fast forward. It would mean so much to us if you left us a review, tapped five stars, maybe share with a friend. Maybe one of your friends is getting into Gossip Girl. I don't know why, but maybe they are. And you're like, I have a great podcast that pairs so well with the series. The commentary, if you will, a discussion after the episode. So I think that would just be a wonderful idea. Drop us that emoji. It would just mean so much. Helps the show grow. Then we show up. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you guys get it. I mean, get it, it. it's it's just a, a very quick and easy way to support yeah. the show. If you haven't yeah. already, if you have, you know, we love you. We're indebted to you for life. It's great. Yes. But yes. if you haven't, and if you are maybe a little bit new and you've been just podcast and you're like, oh, I'm actually really enjoying. Yeah. Just go, just go type away on the Apple Podcast app and just give us some love if you're enjoying. If you're not, again, just keep just going. Go. Skip it. Just go. Thank you for coming and visiting. But you don't need to leave us a review, but it would it yeah. would really mean so much to us. And thank you to everyone who has taken the time to rate and leave us a review. We so appreciate it. We really do. I have a I have a Will's treat. Well, I'm excited for this. It's going to make me hungry <laughs> because he did Gossip Girl characters as Jelly Belly flavors. Oh my! This was goodness. requested so by fun. Lisa, one of Lisa! our patrons. So we have Blair, sizzling cinnamon, one of the boldest jelly beans. Its fiery taste hits hard, but then becomes full of flavor. I love anything cinnamon. So Me yes. too. Me too. Chuck, licorice, the other boldest flavor, matches Chuck's dark and particular nature. I see. I love black licorice. Ew, you do? Yeah, I do. Your I, mom always had the black licorice jelly beans, and like she and I would be the only ones that would eat them. I always felt it was <laughs> such a generational candy because all the adults in my life loved licorice and kids did not like it and I still don't like it. Oh, I love it. I love any black licorice. I love anise, like any of those flavors. Really good. Uh, Dan, Dr. Pepper, the goat. (laughs) I mean, Dr. Pepper is delicious. Yeah. And the Jelly Belly is delicious. Oh, Dan and Blair, juicy pear, a very juicy pear indeed. I love it. Oh, yes, (gasps) yes, yes. Serena, buttered popcorn. That's my least favorite. Flavor, Ew, gross. White and blonde accents. It reminds me of when Serena helped Blair at the photo shoot in season one, episode Bad News Blair. You're a Venus in the half shell. <laughs> Nate, French vanilla, a vanilla dude who has sexual deliances with various Europeans. Yes. Chivy, green apple. She is a member. She's a she is green as a member of the Vanderwoodson clan. I love green apple. Me too. I love anything apple flavor. Me too. Me too. Max, pina colada. Meh. <laughs> I like pina colada. It's good. Yeah. Lily, lemon drop. She's blonde and I can definitely see this as her drink of choice. <laughs> yes. I love that flavor too. Yeah, me too. CC, A&W cream soda. A classic through and through. Yum. Mm-hmm. Rufus, Tutti Fruity, the most artsy person in the show. Do you remember his art gallery? I miss that, Rufus. Oh my gosh, you're right. 
Rufus has unfortunately done zero since the art gallery days. Like literally nothing. Well, no. He didn't he go on tour? Tour? Didn't he go on tour? Did he go on tour? Did he go yeah, on tour? I guess tour? he did. I think he went they on tour. They had like a reunion tour. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. But and then after that, he just became like on the HOA at like the apartment building. <laughs> like- Does he get a storyline or is this it? This is this is probably it, right? I know one thing that happens with Rufus, um, okay. which is sort of some a storyline, a big storyline, but I don't know when this happens. I don't know if we just... I don't want to give too much away. I okay. don't know if we okay, just okay, like okay. say it and it's already has happened and we were just seeing the aftermath of it or we actually see it play out. So Well, we did have that whole that. Scott situation. Scott. Scott. I hated Scott that. Hansen. Yeah, I, I hated that. Actually, putting that in that. as one of yeah. the worst. I wanted to add plots. that in with, with Tish too. Like I <laughs> hated Scott. Yeah. Um, we go back to Dorota. Chocolate pudding, a fan favorite. That was always a good one. Yeah. William Vanderbilt, pink grapefruit. Like every cranky old man, he probably eats toast and a grapefruit for breakfast. <laughs> I love the grapefruit, too. Trip, cotton candy. This boy is soft. He's not ready to step up to the woman of Maureen's caliber, unlike a certain man who is a total Betty. <laughs> Listen, we got a ship, Will and Maureen. What's their ship name? Mill? Mill? Because, like, <laughs> Maureen. Maureen is too hard to say. So, Mill. Mill is kind of cute. The love on war, Maureen? Maureen, yeah. Uh, Maureen? Peach. She's as sweet as a Georgia peach. <laughs> of course she and is. Miss Carr, because why not? Caramel corn. The I. The Iowa State Fair has to be full of it. <laughs> so good, Will. Thank you. So good. Yeah, now I want some jelly bellies. It's Halloween now with this weekend, so maybe I'll have a little a little treat. A little candy would, treat. Yeah, that would be really delicious. Delish. But that's where we leave you, newbies. If you're not a newbie and you want to join us for After Dark, just hop on in. To our little roller coaster ride, and here we, we are go. Headed there now. Strap in. Tick 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 tick. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip girls. After dark. She didn't keep going. You left me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So when we Patch have, was like... I've, I've been at this a while? Yes! Yeah. Even though I funny. didn't want to think... Sorry, I keep talking about no, you. No, go ahead. Not that I wanted to think of him as Gossip Girl because we're looking at Nate now, but I couldn't help but when Padge said that, like, I've, I've done this before. I've been at this. I know. And it's funny because the person who did the wiki page, one of their trivia was, that was in, uh, when Dan is with Alessandra saying, sending hate to himself, he says, I've been at this for a while, a clue that he is Gossip Girl later revealed in the series finale. So that's why I didn't want any, um, you know, newbies to go on this yeah. tri- on this wiki page and it's like okay but as far as we know now they wanted Nate to be gossip girl so it's just like what's going on yeah what a mess. F- 
so funny. I wanted to tell this story in After Dark. The other night I had, I wrote it down here because I don't even remember it now, but I had a dream that we were podcasting in this like cool studio with Penn Badgley. But Penn Badgley was like the third in our trio. Like he wasn't Penn Badgley. He was someone. And we had another guest on and she told him, he was a newbie. She told him that Padge is Gossip Girl. And I was like, this fucking bitch just literally told Padge that, well, basically that he's Gossip Girl, but it wasn't him. He was like basic. I think my brain was like thinking he was our friend, John. Because of oh, their mannerisms. Yes. And this girl we had on as a guest just like blurts out to him that Padge is a gossip girl. And I was like, <laughs> it was so weird. Rude. Anyway, yeah, so rude. Um, but Tish also stated she knows that we're looking in the eyes of Nate now, but it's speculated when Dan says that he's been at this for a while, that he is gossip girl. Um, also, if the spectator's model is scandal, but verified, but isn't that the opposite of Gossip Girl, who Nate supposedly is. If anything, this episode very much makes me think that he's not Gossip Girl, is what she's saying. Right. And again, I think maybe that could be taken as Nate covering his tracks. Like, oh, behind the scenes, I do this at night. But mm-hmm. really, to show face, we're all honest and fair and balanced. I think he said fair and balanced. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? Isn't that Wait. Fox News? What isn't that what they oh, say? Oh, is it? Ew. One of them say it. Gross. Well, I mean, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Very, very um, yeah. But, you know, Nate could be just saying that to cover him. And then behind closed doors, he's like, no way. Mm-hmm. No way. I don't know what I want Nate doing. I really don't. Because now we finally give him something. And I'm like, I don't like this either. Right. Right. So... I don't know. I I want to see more. I want to see more for all of our characters at this point. Like, I want wow. Blair to stop getting herself wrapped up in Chuck. If she wants to be a Chuck so bad, she should just end it with Louis already. That's bothering me. Um, and if Chuck wants to be so good, maybe he will continue to be so good. I think Dan, Chuck's on the right whining. path. I think actually, out of all of them, Chuck is doing the best. He's doing the best. Serena is basically. I would love for someone to come and tell me um, the reasons why she's grown because I can't think of any, and I know that's fucked up and terrible. But since day one, I don't see much growth for her, and I want to love her. I love all of our children equally, but there I is don't. something about the end, like the, the character of Serena, that. <laughs> has lost all finesse and interest for me. And I don't know if that's just me alone or if that's kind of what had happened because the character of Blair is just so prominent and such a voice on this show that it almost became just the Blair show, which I'm fine with because I enjoy Blair's character. But I I wish more for Serena. I want to see her do something. I think maybe maybe that's the writers are just steering us in we should just really be focusing on Blair and Chuck at this point and Serena's storylines come with a lot of side characters Juliet Chivy so there's any a lot of her of, boyfriends any of the boyfriends that's kind of what builds Serena up and yes Blair her Blair is such a complex quirky character that that kind of carries herself and right. Serena we just need these side characters to kind of 
build her up. But I agree with you. I mean, Serena's, she's fine. But Blair really is Gossip Girl to me when I think of Gossip Girl. I'm like, me too. Blair. And yeah, so, me too. But isn't that everyone, a lot of people have said that to us. Now I that think- I'm like watching it, I'm in it. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. When I think, I, I mean, right now I think Blair is, we love the chivy part, but if I had to pick like an ultimate character of Gossip Girl, I'd pick Blair. Me too. Yeah. yeah she's she's it. She is it. Anyway. And I feel like <laughs> even though Dan has been missing a lot in these couple of episodes, like when I think of, is this just my pear heart again? Like when I think of Gossip Girl, I think of Dan and I think of Blair. Like those are the two characters that stick out in my mind as like Gossip Girl. Right. Because one is there, you know, one is from the Upper East Side and one's from Brooklyn and one, you know, they, they contrast each other so much. So it's like Dan is supposed to be all of us, even though he's so far from that. And Blair is supposed to be like this magical being that we can never touch. And but obviously we know she has her her flaws, too. But it's like when I think of Gossip Girl, I think of Dan and Blair and not necessarily them together. Just like those are the two characters that I think of. Right. Yeah. So. But I hope you feel better. I hope you feel good next week. Refreshed, hopefully. Yeah. Refreshed is a that's a good word to put with it. Yeah. And we will watch episode 10. Yeah. It's a good one. Riding in town cars with boys. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that happens in next week's episode. And then after next week's episode is episode 11, where I felt like I was in the Bizarro Land. So I can't wait for you to see that episode. <laughs> I am stoked for Bizarro Land. I yeah, cannot I like, wait. I was like, did I miss an episode? I felt like I missed an episode. So we'll see. Um, okay. But that's just a little, a little treat for you guys. I'll leave you with that. And we'll be back next week. Episode 10. We're almost halfway. Yay. So I'm really excited to be on this journey. And um, if you haven't already, check out Talking Texas Forever, our other baby that just launched. It's out. So please go check it out if you're a Friday Night Lights fan. Come over and chat with us. Yeah. Come on over. All right. Until next week. Thank you so much for listening to 3 Gossip Girls Podcast. You can email us at 3gossipgirlspod at gmail.com. Or if you want to follow the show and all of our others, you can head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora.